to Myth Monsters. My name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture where you can see these represented in modern day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. Just as a pre-warning for this episode, there are themes of child loss and child abuse, especially abuse towards vulnerable and disabled children within this episode, so I just wanted to make sure that anyone affected by this knows and can tune out of it at any time if they need to. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the sweet little changelings, which derive from European folklore. The geese are described as a deformed or visibly disabled child or baby, which was really a child of a fairy or elf, which has been substituted for the parent's human child on the sly. The child was taken for one of three reasons, to be a servant of the fairy captors, for the fairies to receive the love of a human child, or for revenge against the community of humans. They had voracious appetites and would eat anything in sight, causing trouble for the working class parents who originally would be barely able to afford food on the table as it is. Most of the time this exchange was made with a baby fairy, but sometimes it could be with actually an elderly fairy, so that it could live out its days in peace and just die. Usually though, it was the most beautiful children in the community who were taken, because the fairies wanted a baby with these features. Because as we know, fairies are very cute, beautiful and lovely. According to legend, the abducted human children were given to the devil, or raised under the fairies never told about their human origin. It must be an issue when it comes to growing, but I'm sure the fairies have a way around this kind of thing. You could get your original child back by making the changeling laugh, or very unfortunately, the opposite by torturing it. This latter belief was responsible for numerous cases of actual child abuse back in the day. So how would you keep the fairies from stealing your babies? To spook the fairies, people would often put trinkets and bells beside their babies' cradles, and later it was recommended that you should baptise your children as soon as possible, as it was believed that any creature would pry on unbaptised children. Now, there is another variation of a changeling within mythology. It's more of a very glorified small myth that's been blown up by other things, but I'll talk about it because there's quite a lot of cultural references around this one. Now, it's been called a couple of things, but we're going to call them botchlings in English. However, these are Slavic creatures, and in Polish mythology, so in Polish, they're called broniets. It's definitely a lot darker than the changelings, but I think they're a really good fit to each other. I'm also going to refer to them as both names throughout, so I hope you don't get confused. Poronyans is said to be an actual demon that's either the corpse of a stillborn child or the improperly buried remains of a child who died very young. It is said that if the child is a stillborn, burying it under the threshold of the house would cause it to turn into a protective spirit rather than the horrible Poronyans. They are apparently very powerful due to their unrealised potential in life. Now, the description of these creatures is pretty horrific. They apparently look like partially decayed fetuses, which are apparently twisted and malformed with hatred and spite. They're mad with hunger and they specifically feed on pregnant women's blood. When it's full, it can change forms to a hunched over little man that can attack and ravage people at will. A Poronyek will lurk around at night and they sneak up to an expectant mother as they sleep and drain theirs and their unborn child's blood. 
A woman who is being attacked by a botchling will start to get weaker and weaker each day, getting nightmares and starting to become delirious. After a few nights, she is completely unable to defend herself, and the botchling sinks its teeth into the woman until her and her unborn child are no more. So how do I stop a pronyek? The Pronyek curse can be lifted by transforming it into what is known as a Lubberkin, which is a guardian spirit that watches over the family that it never knew in the house it could never call home. That last quote was taken straight from the beastery from the Witcher games, which I'll talk about later in regards to this, but I thought that was quite sad. Both of these monsters are based from Europe, with the changelings' histories going back to the 19th century, and the Poroniec is from Polish mythology, with rumours of these monsters hanging around from around the same time. For changelings, the existence of them is believed to stem from the idea that babies are more susceptible to demonic possession, due to their innocence and general age. In medieval times, anything particularly nasty was said to pick on unbaptised children, as I mentioned earlier. Also, in the same kind of time frame, children with deformities or illnesses were thought to have been replaced by changelings, which is why a lot of them were abandoned or killed. If you thought that your baby had been swapped with a changeling, a lot of people would still care for and love their changeling child for fear that the fairies would harm their stolen child, or worse, never bring it back. Unfortunately, the origin of changeling stories are an all-too-real reflection of working-class families in Europe pre-industry. Parents and children were forced to work to provide for the family, and having a baby was actually a drain on these resources, with no way to give that back for a few years until they could go to work. Yes, a horrible outlook on having kids, but do hear me out. If a family felt unable to care for a child, especially a child who had a disability or health condition back in the day, it was easier for them to quote-unquote lose a child believing they had been taken by a gang of fairies than it was to believe that they were going to let their child die or that they were going to murder them. However, on the flip side of this, other people really didn't like changelings as a thing and any child suspected of being one was often kidnapped, tortured and left for dead. There are two very widespread encounter stories about changelings, both stemming from Ireland in the 1800s. In 1826, a lady called Anne Roche gave little Michael Leahy, a four-year-old boy who couldn't speak or stand, a bath three times in the River Flesk. She drowned him the third time. In court, she shouted that she was trying to wash the fairy out of him, and she was actually acquitted in the end. Now, this is the kind of worse one. In 1895, a lady called Bridget Clary was killed by several people, including her husband and her cousins, after a short bout of what they thought was pneumonia. Many people in her village believed that she was a changeling due to her illness, and when in court, her husband defended that he actually believed her to be a fairy. However, many believe that he made up a quote-unquote fairy defence after killing her in a fit of rage. The killers were eventually convicted of manslaughter rather than murder, as even after her death, they swore blind that they killed a changeling and not Bridget Clary herself. However, a Poronyek or botchling were not really believed as strongly, and they are mostly associated with taboos regarding pregnant women at the time, such as not being allowed to draw water from a well, not being allowed to leave home with a small child, and no sexy times, even with their husbands. 
Although both have had a lot of links to other mythical creatures surrounding babies and undead stillborns in other mythologies, they have enough content for us to cover in whole episodes themselves, so we won't touch on others that are slightly like them. Okay, so in modern representations, let's look at art first, as we usually do with the gorgeous painting called Der Veschelberg, or The Changeling in English, painted in 1781 by Henry Fusilli. This truly represents a changeling in my eyes. It's really quite beautiful. It's like cradle and all. I recommend you check this out if you want to be cultured before I mention the 80s movies that we all know and love and I'm sure I'm going to end up talking about for like five minutes. You can't talk about babies being kidnapped from fairies without talking about Labyrinth. Labyrinth from 1986, this legendary film with the gorgeous young David Bowie. May God's bless his soul. I miss him every day. This film demonstrates how fairies would kidnap the children from their families and make them into one of their own, even though in the films they are technically goblins, but we're going to skirt over that bit. But, unrelated, can we just talk about how bopping the songs were within that movie? That song, when a very young Jennifer Connelly chases her brother through that weird stair maze with Bowie, oh, your eyes could be so cruel, just as I could be so cruel. Oh, just... Mwah! Chef kiss. Another labyrinth-named film within this kind of category would be Pan's Labyrinth from 2006. It's a Spanish-language film if you haven't seen it very dark. Although not explicitly about changelings or botchlings, this is a really good representation of fairies poking about with pregnant ladies and children. I'm sure everyone who has seen this film has seen the scene where her mum dies in childbirth after the evil bloke burns the mandrake given to her by the fawn. That movie still scares the living daylights out of me, to be honest. And that's because we all remember the scary pale man with the eyes in his hands who eats the fairies and chases after little Ophelia. That scared the bejesus out of me when I was a child. Two honourable mentions are 2015's The Hallow and The Hole in the Ground, which is a super new 2019 flick. Both of these are horror movies about changelings murdering their other siblings or people around them. So worth watch if you're into that kind of thing as you all know from my previous episode i am not to lighten the mood there's a kids tv show on netflix called troll hunters which features changelings as the main kind of antagonist race so to say it's a cute one to help kids understand all these kinds of creatures they have a lot of other creatures within it too so if you've got kids pop them on that it's very sweet now on to video games You can find Changelings in Pathfinder as an enemy type, or they're the titular character in Changeling the Lost. However, I want to talk about something very near and dear to my heart, and we're going to talk about the Witcher series. Now, if you didn't already know, the Witcher is a very famous seven-part book series, three-part video game series, and now a, I think, two-season strong Netflix TV show about Geralt of Rivia, a witcher who fights monsters for a living as he has a special monster fighting power to do so. Not that they're explicitly in the series, but in the first chapter of the book and the first main questline in the third video game, you will come across the botchling as a whole kingdom is being terrorised by it. It's all to do with the king being a wife-beater and generally a crappy husband and father, but he ends up bearing the botchling and depending on what you choose, you can either kill it or continue to bury it and turn it into a cute little lubberkin as we talked about earlier. How nice. The reason I mention this is because, as I said, I adore The Witcher as a game series, 
I've read the whole book series written by Andre Sapkowski if you didn't know and I honestly recommend them to all they're so so good and if you fancy the series it's on Netflix it's a nice easy one it's not as good as the game or the books however it does have Henry Cavill as a Geralt and honestly for me it's enough I, I would watch anything with that man in Book recommendation this week is obviously the Witch series. I believe there are six or seven of them. The first one with the botchling in is The Last Wish. Other books though about fairies and changelings, I would recommend kind of the following. The Science of Fairy Tales, An Inquiry into Fairy Mythology by Edwin Hartland. Fairies, A Dangerous History by Richard Sugg. The Secret Commonwealth of Elves, Fawns and Fairies by Robert Kirk. And The Vanishing People by Catherine M. Briggs. These are all really amazing books about the myths and legends around fairies and all things magical and fantastical, so I highly recommend. Now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? For the Changeling, I do see why people would believe that they existed. It was very much a comfort, a terrible comfort, but one nonetheless, as infanticide was a very, very real threat within the early world. The fact that changeling stories talk about their ravenous appetite says to me that the parents of these children saw them as the number one threat to their family's survival. And just accepting that they had to die in order to save the rest of the family just helped them down this inevitable, horrible road of murder. So the fairy aspect is almost like a scapegoat for this child murder, which is just really lovely, I'm sure. So I can kind of believe it to a point and fairy tales here in the UK are rampant and people still do believe in them, so who knows? In terms of botchlings, I can very confidently say that I don't think these existed and thank God, I'm going to put a picture on the Twitter because they do look horrific. If you saw a mutilated, rotting baby crawling up at you at night, I think my womb would just shrivel up and die, let alone the rest of me after its fangs are out. But I get it's making sure that everyone has a proper burial, a ritual that is still so important in most cultures across the world, and babies are no exception to that, be them stillborn, miscarried or not. As I said earlier though, there aren't many sightings confirmed of these ones, so they might just be fictional, but that is the pure joy of all mythology. It could all be made up. We don't really know, and that's the fun. I thought this one was a bit sad, actually. When I was recording and writing this, I just kind of saw it as almost an excuse to beat up your kids and that, unfortunately, within the day was perfectly acceptable by the sounds of things. But we can live safe in the knowledge that this thing is punishable now and it's not acceptable to do, so I kind of live in a good heart with that kind of thing. But fully recommend giving them a read-up or playing some of the games and reading the books. Have, have a little read yourself and come to your own opinion. Next week, we're heading back over to the US of A to look at one of the silliest, most infamous West Virginia residents, the Mothman. I can't tell you how much I've been looking forward to this since I started doing this podcast. And I just really hope that you enjoy it just as much as I do. So get your lamps ready for next Thursday. I'm so sorry. For now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you're listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next. And I'd love to hear from you. Even if you don't have a suggestion, please just ping me a message and say that you listen. I would love to talk to you about it so much. The Twitter is at MythMonstersPod. 
or the Instagram is at MythMonstersPodcast or you can email me old fashioned style on MythMonstersPodcast at gmail.com and share this with your pals, they might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky and I'll see you later babes. Thank you.